How you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Memvav, I think, of Daf 46 of Masech Tabavakama. Friends, yo friends, today we start the fourth, fourth, the fifth parak, Ua, of Masech Tabavakama. Bavakama is ten prokim. So we're starting the uh, fifth. Chavir, we're moving over here, we're moving. And with Daf Memzayin, Memvav, 46 Daf into Bavakama. Friends, 46 daf, that's that, that's a significant, we're in it, we're like in Bavakama. It's kefaldic, right? It's kefaldic. Alright, well, we'll start the fifth parak. Um, here we go, today's daf actually is not so hard, I don't think, hopefully. So, okay, it says the Mishnah, Shoshinogach esapari, we're starting from the new parak, right? In daf memvav Mralf. Shoshinogach esapari, an ox that gores a cow. Now, Venimza Ubra Bitsida. Hmm. So an ox gores a cow, and the cow, I guess, is dead. And next to it, the uh, baby, there's a baby, it was pregnant, and the baby is lying next to it dead also. And it's unclear if the baby was born before the mother got gored to death. Or if the baby was born after, or sort of because uh, of the fact that the mother got gored to death. So the question is: Is the dead baby, um, it, or is the owner of the of the? Wait, yeah, wait, what? I don't know what I said, but it, it is well, the ox gored the cow to death, and now there's a dead baby next to the cow. So is the owner of the ox responsible for the dead baby? Or not. If the baby was born before the goring, so it has nothing to do with the owner of the ox. If it was sort of killed as part of the goring, so then the owner of the ox is responsible. So, so, okay, so the owner of the ox needs to pay for the dead cow. And in terms of the uh, dead baby, and one quarter damages for the dead baby cow um, and as we're going to see at the beginning of the Gemara that this is the opinion of Sumchus that we saw the other day that Sumchus says right um, I don't know if that's the exact verbatim thing but you know if we're uncertain so we split it in half whereas we're going to see the opinion of the, ra- the rabbis though is you have to prove it okay anyways over here we're saying that the owner of the ox would pay Chatzinezek for the cow. And in terms of the dead baby, since we don't know when the, if the baby uh, died on account of the goring or not, so you pay half of half damages for the baby, i.e. quarter damages. V'chein, and similarly, if a cow gores an ox, v'nimtza vlada betzida, and then the, and we see that there's a dead baby next to the cow. And the question is, was the cow still pregnant at the time of the goring or not? Or had it already given birth? We don't know if it, the cow had already given birth before it gored the ox. Or if at the time that it gored the ox, it was still pregnant and only gave birth later. So, Chatzin Ezek is paid from the cow and a quarter Ezek is paid from the 
babe, the dead baby, and or, or no, I don't know if, know if it's necessarily dead in this case actually, but the quarter would be paid from the uh, baby, and the Gemara is going to explain exactly um, what, what, what's going on over there. Now says the Gemara, Amr Vido Amr Shmuel says Vido in the name of Shmuel. So Divrei Sumchis. Oh, says I mentioned a few, a minute, a few minutes ago. This is the opinion of Sumchis, right? When when we say that if an ox uh, uh, gores a cow, and then it turns out that not only the cow is dead, but there's also a dead baby cow. So we don't know was the cow still pregnant at the time of the goring, and i.e. is the owner of the ox responsible to pay. Um, also for the chatzinezek uh, for the dead baby. So we say, since we're not sure, so pay for half of the chatzinezek, i.e. one quarter of the nezek. So again, Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, Zodivay Sumchis, this is the opinion of Sumchis, the Amr Mamra Muto Besafik Cholkin, who says that when you have money that we're uncertain about, split it, split it. Chavid, this, this Shabbos, I believe is, or at least the Shabbos that I'm recording it, is Parshas Miketz. Parshas Miketz is a Parsha that I'm familiar with. And it's always on Shabbos Hanukkah, except when it's not. This year it's not Shabbos Hanukkah, which means that the Aftorah of Parshas Miketz, when it's not Shabbos Hanukkah, is the Aftorah of Shlomo Amelech, King Solomon, who, 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 with the, with the, with the, with the cutting the baby in half. So here, Oichit, Sumchis uh, says, if we're not sure, just split it in half. This is a big rule when it comes to monetary cases. That if somebody wants to extract payment from his fellow, it is, the burden of proof is upon him. And therefore, in this case, um, in this case, um, uh, an ox gored a cow to death, and now there's also a baby over there. The owner of the cow is claiming that, well, the cow was still pregnant when it got gored, and you're responsible to pay for the baby. The owner of the ox says, "Prove it." And if 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 the if um, if if the owner of the cow wants to get paid for the for the baby, he's going to have to prove it. And if he can't prove it, then he can't get anything. He gets nothing. We don't we don't we don't split it like sumchus according to the rabbis, right? So so again so so this is the big rule when it comes to um, monetary cases. If you are if you are attempting to extract payment uh, from your fellow, you must bring proof. How come we have to make such a big deal? Ooh, this is a big fancy rule. What's so big and fancy about it that we had to call it so big and fancy? Nonetheless, even in a scenario where the Nizak, right, in our case, the owner of the cow, says, I know a thousand and one percent that at the time that my cow, my innocent, loving, um, my innocent, loving, talented cow that had a bright future, at the time that it was ruthlessly gored 
to death before its time, it was pregnant. The, the, the owner of the cow says, I know for sure that the cow is pregnant. And the owner of the ox says, could be you're right, I'm, I'm, I don't know. So I might think in that case, if the owner of the cow is Bari, he's certain. The owner of the ox is Shema, he's not certain. I might think, okay, so the owner of the cow should win out and he should get paid. No, even in that case, Amotzi Mechaver, Olavaraya, still, if the owner of the cow wants to get paid um, for the baby, he must prove that, that the cow was in fact um, pregnant at the time that it was gored to death. Uh, ina, okay, so, so, so the point of the klal gadol, the big rule, is that it's so big that even in a scenario where the, where the nizak is certain, still he's gonna have to prove it. Inami, alternatively. Lechiyadu itmar, it's like that which is stated on mocher, shor lachveru. If Ruven sells his ox to Shimon, vinimtso nagchin. And it turns out, mm, can we flip it around? Shimon sells his ox to Reuven. And it turns out that um, the ox is a real shtunk. It's a real shmendrik. It gores, it gores people. So now Reuven goes back to Shimon and says, Shimon, you sold me a shmendrik. So Rav says it's, it's, it's a faulty sale. It's a mistaken sale, right? Ruvain's basically coming to coming to to Shimon and saying, "Look, Shimon, I bought an ox. I didn't buy a shmendrik, so take it back." But Shmuel says, Shimon can say to Ruvain, "Look, I sold it to you to eat it, to slaughter it, to eat it. Why, 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 why'd you keep it around? You should have just killed it and eaten it." So, so Be'etzem, so in that case, Amotzi Mechaver Olavariah, right? Kilu, Kilu. Reuven is coming to Shimon and saying, Shimon, you sold me a Shmendrik. Shimon is saying, okay, but you were supposed to slaughter it. I'm not giving you your money back. If you want your money back, Reuven, prove to me that I saw, right, right, that, right, that you had bought it for plowing, which is the other use for, 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 for an ox. Prove to me that you bought it for plowing, i.e. to keep it around to plow and that uh, you weren't just meant to slaughter it right away. If you could prove that, so then fine, you can get your money back. But otherwise, as far as I'm concerned, I sold it to you to slaughter. It's not my fault that you kept it around and it gored, and, and it gored people. So, 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 so we see that according to Shmuel, we'd say, Okay. But am I? Why would we have to say? Why? Why would we have to say? Amosim chaver olavarai there that Reuven is going to have to prove it. Why don't we just see? Venechze igavre the zovin lirajir igavre the zovin linichsos. Is Reuven a person who buys oxen for eating, or is he a person who buys oxen? He's a farmer and he needs oxen, to, you know, to work his fields. So if he's a person who generally buys oxen to work his fields, so then you can assume that he bought this to work his fields. But if he if he's somebody who normally buys it for shechita, so then, so then, so then, so then um, you can assume that he bought this for shechita as well. So meaning that there are should we should be able to just tell what the purpose of the sale was. So Well, it's talking about where Reuven 
buys oxen for both uh, intentions, intents for, for, for both purposes, both for eating as well as for plowing. But still, if you need to prove if the ox was sold for eating or sold for plowing, let's see how much did it cost, right? An ox that's sold for plowing is going to be more expensive than an ox that's sold to just kill and eat. We're talking about a scenario where the price of meat increased so that it was the same price as the the price of meat increased so that a, a, the sale of an ox for eating would be similar to the sale of an ox for uh, plowing. So, 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 so therefore, Reuven's going to have to prove that the ox was sold for... Um, for plowing, if he's going to want to get his uh, money back, otherwise Shimon's going to say, "Look, I sold it to you to slaughter and eat." Amre, and they say, Now, if Shimon doesn't have money to give him a refund, right? Ruben's saying, "Look, I want to give you back your cow. It's causing me tsaris. Give me back my money." If Shimon doesn't have money to give him back, so. So then Reuven should just keep the ox anyways in lieu of a refund. Because if Shimon doesn't have money, he may as well keep the ox. So the Ami Inche, Mimari Pare Ipro. That look, if you're owed money, even if the only possibility is to get paid back in brand, okay, just get paid back in brand, get paid back with whatever you can. So therefore, if Shimon doesn't have money to offer him a refund, so Reuven should just hold on to the yeah, but we're talking about a scenario where Shimon does have money to pay him back, and therefore Reuven says, I want a refund. All right. Rav Omar Mekartos. Rav says, look, this is a Mekartos, right? If, if, if Reuven goes to Shimon and says, Shimon, I was buying an ox for plowing. You sold me a Shmendrik that gores people. And, and, you know, I did not buy this ox for slaughtering, I sold this ox, I bought this ox for plowing, but I did not buy this ox for slaughtering, I bought this ox for plowing, I want my money back. Uh, Rav says that is valid, it's a mekartos, it was a mistake, and um, Reuven can get a cash refund, get his money back. Zil basar ruba, ruba who because Rav says that we go based on the majority, and most people purchase an ox for plowing, not for Eating. Okay. That Shmuel says that, that Shimon can say to Reuven, look, I sold you the ox for slaughtering it immediately, not for keeping it around to plow. We don't go based on the majority who buy oxen for plowing. Because when we go by the majority, is that's only by Isur Veheter, when it comes to Dine Mominus, such as selling a cow, Lo Azlinon Basruba, we do not go based on the majority. Ella, rather, that if uh, Ruven is looking to get a refund, he's going to have to prove that he purchased the ox for, um, um, for um, plowing and not for uh, slaughtering. Taninam Yochi, we also learn in a Brisa like this. That the splitting it thing is sumchis, but the rabbis would say amotzim mechaver olivaraya. Shorshin ogach es an ox that gores a cow vinimza ubra betzida, and there's a dead 
baby next to it. Ve'enu yodea im adjelonog chayyado. We don't know if the if the if the baby was born before it was before the cow was gored im mishinog chayyado, or if it was born on account of the goring. Mishalim chatzin ezek lepar vevien ezek levalad devesumchos. Sumchos says that chatzin ezek will be paid for the cow and quarter ezek will be paid for the baby. V'chacham the chacham say amotz mechaver olavaraya that um, if um, um, that uh, if 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 the owner of the cow wants to get paid for the baby, he's going to have to prove that the ox was still that the cow was still pregnant at the time. Of the goring, uh, otherwise he can't make any claims because Amutzi Mechaveru, all of Haraya Omer Rav Shmuel Banachmani says Rav Shmuel Banachmani Minayin Lamutzi Mechaveru all of Haraya. How do we know this principle, this concept of Amutzi Mechaveru all of Haraya? Shneimar, as the pasuk says, Mi Badvar Mi Gashalem that if anybody has something that requires a, uh, a legal opinion, a legal verdict, a legal um, decree, so go to the Judges, yagish ray alem, bring a proof, and then you can collect. Maskeflor Vashi, ha lomeli cross svaru. Rashi says, why do I need a pasuk to teach me that if I have a legal matter, I should go to Bezdin? That's obvious. The chayiv lake keeva azilaveyasi. If if you if you're in pain, if you're not feeling well, you go to the doctor. If you have a legal issue, you go to the Bezdin. I don't need a pasuk to tell me that if I have a legal issue, I go to Bezdin. Elikra, rather the pasuk of Going to the Bezdin, the Rav Nachman, Amar Rav Barvu, Adam Rav Nachman, Amar Rav Barvu, Minayin She'ein is Kokin Ela the Toveya Tchila. How do I know that we first listen to the Toveya first? Shneimar the Pasuk says Mi Badvarim Yigash Aleim that whoever has a matter should go to the Bezdin to go should go to them Yagish Tvarav Aleim they should um, bring their words their claims first meaning uh, to to the judges meaning if you have uh, Shimon makes a claim that he lent a thousand dollars to Reuven. He needs to, he needs to get paid back. Now Reuven makes a counterclaim and says, "Yeah, but Shimon took a collateral from me, and I have yet to get that return. That has yet to be returned to me." So we basically have two competing claims. Shimon is first making the claim that he's owed a thousand dollars from Reuven. Reuven is then countering and making a claim, "Yes, but he had given a collateral to Shimon, and Shimon hasn't given that back." So those are two separate cases. Shimon claiming $1,000 from Reuven, and Reuven claiming that he had given a collateral. So we first listen to the to, to the Tovea, we first listen to Shimon, and we say, okay, Reuven, do you owe Shimon $1,000? If so, pay him back. At that point, we then open up the second case, which is, hey, Shimon, did Reuven give you a collateral? If so, give it back. Right? We view them as two separate cases, but the, but the Tovea goes first. We first listen to, the, to Shimon, the lender, and we sort that out, and then we move on to Reuven, who's claiming that um, he had given some kind of a collateral. So, where am I? So again, so how do we know that we listen to the to the claimant first, to Shimon, in our case, the lender? Shinemar, as the Pasuk says, that um, anybody who uh, needs to should go to the uh, judges. Yagish Dvar that if you have a matter, if you're if you're the plaintiff, so then you um, first uh, make your case. I mean, I the Nadein say, There are, however, scenarios um, where we would first listen to the Nitba, we would first listen to, uh, in our case, Ruvain, who's being claimed against, um, 
And that would be, for example, if, um, you know, in a scenario where there's basically a time-sensitive issue at the first, Rashi gives two explanations. The first one being that, you know, if Reuven, so meaning Shimon's claiming that Reuven owes him a thousand dollars. Now, Reuven's claiming that, yes, but I gave Shimon, let's say, you know, property as a collateral. He hasn't given that back to me. So there are scenarios where we would first listen to Reuven's claim that he had given this collateral. Um, and that could be, for example, a scenario if there, are, if there are people in town today who would be willing to buy Reuven's property that, that Shimon currently has a collateral, as as a collateral, and you know, if 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 Reuven doesn't get back this property today, he won't be able to sell it because the potential buyers are going to leave town. So, in a scenario like that, we'd first listen to Reuven about getting his uh, property back. All right, all right, and now to kind of close in and wrap up the uh, daf. Um, oh, so now this was an interesting scenario where you have a cow that gores an ox. And then there's a baby cow next to the cow. And the question is, at the time that the cow gored the ox, was it still pregnant with the, with the uh, baby cow? And how does that affect the Nezek payments? So, so the Mishnah said that you would pay Chatsi Nezek half damages from the cow and quarter damages from the baby. So Chatsi Nezek, Vervia Nezek, so... So, so the Gemara asks, I don't understand. You have a cow that gored to death an ox. And then you find that there's a baby. So we're saying, if we're not sure if, if the cow was pregnant at the, still pregnant at the time that it gored, so you pay chatzin ezek from the cow and quarter ezek from the baby. So a half plus a quarter is three quarters. Why would you pay three quarters nezek? You only have to pay chatzin ezek. Right, so Kule Nizka, where am I? So Chatzinezek Vervia Nezek, Palga Niz, I'm sorry, Chatzinezek Vervia Nezek, the Mishnah talked about, you know, Chatzinezek from the cow, Vervia Nezek from the um, baby for a total of three quarters Nezek, but Palga Nizka, who Debai Shalume, he only needs to pay Chatzinezek, Kule Nizka Nechiriva Mayavite, why are we talking about three quarters Nezek over here? So Amr Abayis is Abaye, Chatzinezek, did you get that? Abayi suggests that actually here's what it means. No, you're not paying three quarters nezek. Actually what it means is, so, right, so this cow had gored and ox to death and it's, so, so the owner of the cow is chayev chatzi nezek. So now technically you could say, that half of the of of the responsibility of the liability of the chatzinezek is on the cow, and half the other half of the chatzinezek responsibility is on the baby. So the cow needs to pay its full half of the. Ugh. It's a little bit confusing because we're talking about half of chatzinezek, which is really essentially a quarter nezek, right? Meaning, as it is, if it's a short time, so you're only paying a total of half the value, half the damage, right? But now you're saying because it's divided among the cow and the baby, so each one technically is really only high for half of that, which is really a quarter of, of the damage. So Bai is saying that 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 the chatzinezek, that liability of the cow, is really half of a chatzinezek, which is a quarter nezek. And in terms of the other half of the chatzinezek, which is which the 
baby would be responsible for. But since we're not sure if the baby was born yet or not at the time of the goring, so you divide that in half and it's an eighth of a nezek. Okay? So we're not really talking about three quarters of a nezek over here. So again, so, 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 chatzin nezek vervia nezek. So, palga nizka udabai shalume kulinizka nechiriva mai avid. Say, Amrabai says, Abai, chatzin nezek, that when we're talking about chatzin nezek from the cow, echor me'arbob nizka, it's really a quarter of a nezek. Vervia nezek, and when we're talking about the quarter nezek for the baby, echod mishmona benezek, it's really an eighth of the damages. Now, if the cow and the baby belong to the same owner, well then, So the owner of the dead ox can say to the owner of the cow, um, look, um, you, da- you know, I mean, if, if, if the owner owns the cow and the baby, so the victim says to the owner of the cow, look, your, you know, you caused damage to my ox. It's dead now. You, you, you know, you owe me chatzinezek. Just pay me chatzinezek. But, but the scenario here is where the cow belonged to one owner and the, and the, and the baby belonged to a different owner. So the victim now has to deal with two separate parties. So for example, if the owner of, of the pregnant cow sold the cow to somebody else but, 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 but retained the rights to the fetus, for example. So now the victim needs to, right, the owner of the dead ox needs to, you know, he goes, we're going to see exactly the, 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 the uh, negotiations here, but basically he needs to chase after the owner of the cow and the owner of the baby. And, you know, the owner of the cow is saying, look, you're owed a total of half damages. I own the cow, somebody else owns the baby, I'm only responsible for half of those, uh, ha- half of your Chatzinezek claim. The owner of the baby owns the, uh, is responsible for the other half. So, Now, if the, if the owner of the ox would first go to the owner of the cow, so, the owner of the cow could say, so if the owner of the ox, the dead ox, goes first to the owner of the cow, so the owner of the dead ox could say to the owner of the cow, look, your cow killed my ox. You know, look, if you really do have another partner for the baby, you know, bring a proof. Otherwise, I need you to pay me chatzinezek. But here's a scenario where the owner of the dead ox first went to the owner of the baby, the omerle, that then the owner of the cow can say to the owner of the ox, Clearly you are aware that I have a partner because you went to my partner first. So therefore, um, you know, I'm going to split it with my partner and I'm only going to pay half of the chatzinezek. Those who say, Even if the, 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 the owner of the dead ox goes to the owner of the cow first, the owner of the cow can still say, Look, the owner of the cow can still say, 
to shoot for easy look as far you know I know that I have a um, 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 uh, shoot if I have a partner you know go go you collect half of it from him is there a lot of noise outside there might be because I, I hear it even I think through my noise cancelling headphones I think that there's a lot of noise yeah because I hear it through my noise cancelling headphones and these noise cancelling headphones are pretty good which means that if I hear it they must be making a lot of noise maybe my neighbor's yelling at them that would be nice it's nice when my neighbor yells at the at the people. Uh, it keeps things quiet. Well, aside from her yelling, but um, she doesn't do it enough. She's she's doing consistent. Ella, okay. So now, on my Rava says, Rava Tabai atu echod benezek mishmona benezek katani nezek katani. Rava pushes back against the Bai and he says, Wait a second, Abaye. You're saying that Chatsi Nezik is really Revia Nezik and Revia really, Nezik is really Shminis Nezik? We're talking about Chatsi Nezik and Revia Nezik. A half and a quarter, not a quarter and an eighth. So, where am I? Elo, I'm a Rava, rather says Rava, Olam Bepara Uvalod Tichad. Really, we're talking about a scenario where it's the same owner for the cow and for the baby. And this is what we're saying. Look, if we still, if the cow is here in front of us, so then pay the chatzinezek from the uh, cow. But if the para is not around to be paid from, he went to the rushes down by the riverside. So then the owner of the dead ox can get quarter damage from the um, from the from 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 the baby, since um, we're not sure if the baby was born at the time of the goring. Because we don't know uh, if the baby was born yet at the time that the um, cow gored. But if we are certain that the uh, baby was not yet born when the cow gored. Well, then mishtalim kule chatzinezek mivalod. Then you can even pay the entire chatzinezek from the valod, um, assuming that the that the baby is worth enough money to cover the chatzinezek. Rav the time and Rav is consistent with his reasoning to Amar that says Rav parshe zika that if an that if a cow gores gove mivlada you can even collect from its baby. My time I'll come gufa he because the baby of the ox is con- of the go- of the cow is considered part of its body, whereas Tanagola Shazika Eno Govami Beitsasa my time of Pershabahu. But a a a a a a a hen that gores you cannot collect from its egg because that's considered something that is you know is separate from its body. Whereas um a uh, the 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 a baby of an ox of a cow it's considered like part of the body, and therefore, if the cow is gone, you can even pay. Uh, if we know that the cow is still pregnant at the time that it uh, gored, you can pay the damages from the um, uh, baby. Friends, that was the Memvov We started the fifth parak of Mesechtabavakama. We learned some interesting sugyos about like Amotzi Mechaver Olavaraya, which is pretty interesting. Peace out.